This is Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody. I am Matt. I'm Jason. And welcome to a brand new episode of Cinema Spin. This time it's a random episode of Cinema Spin. Random. We review a randomly selected film selected by the great randomizer. And we say random way too much at the beginning. Random. (laughs) Zeitgeist. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Our film chosen at random for this week's episode is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford from 2007. Is this the only film that judged its main character in the very title? Probably not, but it's pretty unusual. The film was directed by Andrew Dominic, who most recently helmed the Ana de Armas Marilyn Monroe film Ugh. Blonde. The ass-ass of Jesse, that's how I refer to this movie when the nobody's ass, looking. The ass-ass of Jesse. As a giant star-studded cast, especially when looking back from 15 years or so later. In the lead role, we have Brad Pitt playing Jesse James as if he were a misunderstood poet, seemingly more likely to start up a mid-90s grunge band than rob <laughs> anything at gunpoint. Then there's Casey Affleck doing what Casey Affleck does best, which of course is playing a socially awkward weirdo. <laughs> I dive into the rest of the cast, but they really don't matter that much. There's Jeremy Renner, Sam Rockwell, Sam Shepard. And heck, there are even women in this film. Mary, Lou- Mary Louise Parker and Zoe Deschanel have small St- roles. Stick around to the end for Zoe Deschanel. Here too. Hey, and if you pick James J- Carville, hey, and if you pick James Carville <laughs> in the out of left field cameo lottery, <laughs> it's finally your time to shine. <laughs> right, James Carville and uh, uh, and Newt Gingrich in the same week. After a well filmed train heist that starts the film, not a whole of a hell, not a whole hell of a lot happens until we reach the title's promised conclusion. Just a lot of contemplative dialogue from characters that more than likely lack the education level to have these sorts of conversations. That is the one thing that kept, I kept coming back to me as I watched this film. The portrayal of all these characters seems very unrealistic unreal- to me. Forget the 1800s. I have met quite a few uneducated rubes from rural Missouri in my day, and the depth of conversation really rises above dirt bikes, girls, and fart jokes. <laughs> So you're like you want to hear more fart jokes. The, the problem with this movie: horses and fart jokes. Horses and fart jokes. Anyway, what'd you think of this thing? I really like this movie. <laughs> I thought you might. Um, I, I think this is uh, this is a very. I think this is a very good movie. I think this would be a masterpiece if there were just uh, if if it were, were just edited edited with a with a little more ambition. Clearly, two hours, it, 40 minutes. Clearly, this two-hour, 40-minute movie needs to be shorter. But I'm not just talking about, like, the overall length. The moment-to-moment scenes need to be uh, sort of put together. To, to There doesn't seem to be uh, any sort of consistent rhythm. Um, There's, like, this Seabiscuit-style David McCullough narration that isn't done by David McCullough, so yeah, it doesn't work nearly as well. The voiceover here is terrible. I the mean, narration here is awful. When... When David McKellar talks, if you've, you know, listened to the Civil War, you know, by Ken Burns film, yeah. he's got a cadence that really works in this type of thing. And, yeah. and it did work. And I thought it worked fairly well in Seabiscuit. Yeah. Um, this is not David McCullough. So the narration just seems Well, the narration's weird. a huge problem. It's clearly, this is based on a book, um, and it, the, the narration is clearly trying to inject some of the literary sort of gravitas of, of the book into the awkwardly into the, the movie. Um, but it just needs to go. I mean, half the time, he's just explaining what we're actually seeing on screen, 
right, which is right. just a huge no-no. I mean, that that and a lot of things in this just feel like uh, Andrew Dominic. He's early in his career. This is his first major uh, movie that he he directed a low-budget movie before this. Uh, but you can just feel him getting, the, you know, this young guy getting his chance to make his big movie and then once he shot it he just can't let go of anything it just everything has to be well i mean he can't let go of any part of his vision and that's what needed to he there just needed to be less of it yeah that voiceover narration is just i mean i i agree with all that i I just i just think that these characters are portrayed as way more intelligent than they would have been yeah especially when it comes to jesse james i mean this is this is an uneducated man Mm -hmm. who didn't know anything but killing and robbing basically and and yeah Anything you'd have to say about it would just—I don't know. I—I didn't, you know, I didn't find their dialogue to be particularly like. Uh, I don't think particularly I, like well educated. You know, people are modern people, and I—I don't think it was a common thing for people to be so complex. Um, I—I would, I know exactly how I wanted to pre- <laughs> contemplative. Contemplative. It, contemplative. Okay. Contemplative. <laughs> Sorry. Potato. Potato. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Contemplative about the daily existence that 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 I think that James character I mean yeah. Pitt's character seems seems to be here. There yeah. wasn't time for it. There was you had too much you know. There wasn't a lot yeah. of. <laughs> I mean, now certain people obviously did indeed contemplate their lot in life mm-hmm. in this time, but a lot of times people had to do too much during the day to spend much time. Well, sure. Worrying about. Yeah, you know, whether but, they were happy or not, and stuff like that. But then again, if you're a bandit and an outlaw, and you know your day consists of just going and you know robbing a train, maybe that that allows for a, a more philosophical life. Um, Preparing your snake delicacies. Now, probably that's not how it works. I mean, <laughs> probably if you have the ability to reflect on your yourself and your actions and, and the nature of your life, you're not going to be an outlaw in this way. Um, so yeah, I mean, is this? I, I don't know if this is historically a good representation or an accurate representation of uh, of Jesse James. Um, but it it really worked on me. I really were the performance really worked on me. Um, and uh, I just kind of was able to kind of give myself over to the idea of okay, this you know uh, uh, old west uh, you know the, the the idea of the the uh, the old west outlaw as rock star because that's really what we're dealing yeah, with. Here. And I think that part of the movie works, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think and I think the performances here are quite oh, good. The performances, I, I um, you know, especially even Casey Affleck, who I'm not a huge fan of, yeah, but does do that, you know, sort of stalker, you know, the and that very, uh, Mark very, David Chapman sort of character, right? Right, and he's he's very the, this uh, uh, kind of presages uh, a lot of his his work after this with uh, uh, Gone Baby Gone and and. Uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea. He's a he's such a great interior actor. He, he so keeping so much in. Um, and and I I thought this really worked. I think this might be the best performance. I think this might be the best performance of Brad Pitt's career. And I I really like Brad Pitt. There's just um, a, there's just a lot of not a lot happens in these two hour and forty minute movie. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. there's a lot of just talking. Yeah, but yeah, I just th- there are just so many scenes that I think are so well done. Though I think that the scene, yeah, but they just seemed redundant at some point. You know, it seemed like the same a similar scene over and over again. And there's all these characters that really don't matter. There's there's too many characters. That's one of the things that would be one of the things that if you were going to re-edit this movie in a in a better way, uh, you would you would lose at least some of these. I mean, characters. I know in the history there's a lot of these characters, right? And apparently there's more that they that from what I read, right? That that they left out. Right. 
um, you know, Frank James, played by Sam Shepard here, is hardly in this movie. He's there and gone. Beginning, yeah. I, re- I really love the chemistry between uh, between Brad Pitt and Kate, uh, Casey Affleck in this movie. I, I think really it's really it, it, it like sizzles right it, it's really it's really tense it's like are these two guys gonna kill each other or are they gonna fuck what is what, what there's like line. genuine right there's or maybe kill each other as they fuck right uh so there's a genuine sexual tension here and there's a lot of uh uh this movie has a lot on its mind about um about fandom and about the ways in which uh we kind of outgrow our idols and uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of the writing about this movie was about um, that. It's motivated by, by Ford's, you know, craving of, uh, of celebrity. And I don't know about that. It seems to me he doesn't want to be famous so much as he just wants to be Jesse James. He's wants to specific. He doesn't want to be famous generally. He wants to be that dude. Right. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think that all that for me all worked really, really well. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you to, to much to much of an extent. I just think there was just too much of it, and it just yeah. wore on me after a while. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't I, think this is a I don't I wouldn't say this is a bad movie. I think it's a decent movie. Yeah, it just there's a lot of it. Yeah, I I, I think there's and there are a lot of uh, uh, more than the overall effect of the movie. There are a lot of I I think there are actually a lot of individual scenes that really that really are going to stick with me. Um, the scene where they kind of verbally spar well, a lot of verbal sparring in this movie, but they verbally spar over dinner, right? And oh, there's, right. there's so much there's so much great subtext in a lot of those scenes. There's so much like people saying one thing, but uh, you know, there's a, a, a real sort of dread or, or something just not quite right uh, under under the surface. Uh, in particular, uh, there's a scene uh, where um, he, uh, Jesse just pops in, so his. Jesse James has gotten famous and sort of rich enough that his men are secretly conspiring against him. And he just pops in once on, on this friend of his, cause he happens to be in that neck of the woods, literally. And the friend, he happens to hit the friend, right. As he's sort of like, uh, in the middle of, of sort of conspiring against Jesse James. And, uh, uh, there's a, just a great scene with, with how, uh, 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 that uh play uh, that uh that actor garrett uh dillahunt uh, who plays ed miller um is just so obviously guilty about something and jesse doesn't even really know what it is but he knows he's guilty enough i've got to kill him <laughs> and so this the scene kind of slowly transforms into this uh uh the, the sort of ch- this sort of emotional chess match of uh ed trying to figure out uh uh if jesse is really there to kill him and at the same time jesse is like I'm not here to kill you, but should I be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I... so yeah, stuff like that. Uh, really, I don't know. Uh, 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 those scenes really appealed to me. Outhouse sex? No. Yes. No. Yes. Or yes. <laughs> no, you're right. No. <laughs> but what if it were the biggest outhouse in, uh, you know, west of the Picos? Right. Or I guess we're east of the Picos. <laughs> Again. <laughs> North of the Picos. I don't know where we are. <laughs> Again, we've lived, we've, we've, we both live privileged lifestyles. Yes. To, okay. where, to where the point of making love next to a giant pile of shit <laughs> sounds <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> okay. So fine. let's... I'll, I'll concede that I don't know what it's like to to live in those times, but it sounds bad. <laughs> it's like Bonnaroo all over again. Um, yeah, so I I, uh, I quite like this movie despite the fact that the flaws that you I, I think this comes down to. I'm not denying any of the flaw. I'm not going to challenge. I'm not challenging you on any of the flaws 
that you see here. I don't think you're challenging me on any of the virtues that I see. No, here. not really. It's just it just comes down to who, uh, where you sort of weight it. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the good. I like the stuff that I liked more than I like the. Bad I, stuff. I found these performances, you know, quite quite compelling. Um, just cast wide for the most part. Yeah, but I just thought that it just. The, some of it, the, some of its parts were too much for me to handle. I think it just yeah. was just too much of it. I just got a little. I was, I was, you know, I just wanted them to cut to the chase after a certain point. Yeah. If they would have just, you know, cut maybe all the narration. Yeah. The narrate. The, the, the narration. Most just part of period not, needs to go. Not necessary. It's yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, there are. You know, uh, sometimes it sort of stitches together periods yeah, of time. I mean, it's like, oh well, they continued to rob and you know and whatever, but. Could you, do some, you could do that other, some other way, right? You can do it, you know, just show the newspaper, like, you know, James Gaines yeah. strikes again. I, I mean, that's hacky. That's been done, that's a cliche, but it's way well, better, so the narration, way though, right? better than this awful voiceover narration. Yeah, I I, I actually, um, looking back on it, I, I it, it's odd to me that this movie didn't get even, I mean, it, it got a lot of critical attention at the time. It's interesting to me that it didn't get, didn't get more... Uh, uh, sort of industry recognition that didn't get nominated more. Um, Casey Affleck, I think Casey Affleck, one of them got nominated. They, I, it must have been Brad Pitt because he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor when he's basically the lead character. I, um, I think Affleck, Casey Affleck's the lead character. I mean, he's well, not, yeah, he's the one on a journey. Right? I mean, he's obviously, one, Brad right. Pitt's names on right. the poster is the first, but uh, right. I, I think that the the title of this movie really does it a disservice. It does. <laughs> well, it just it just announces that this is this movie is smarter than you. This movie has more time than you do. It is. It might be the most pretentious <laughs> title in the history. It of is film. a puffed up pretentious <laughs> title. Yes, I'm sure that's what the book or whatever is called or whatever. But you just got to come, you know. Right. Uh, apparently. Brad Pitt signing on to play Jesse James is one was one of the key elements of the getting this movie made, and one of the stipulations was of that was that they couldn't change the title, right? Uh, so he really went to bat for Dominic here, right? But I mean, this is that's one of the things that Dominic might have been Andrew Dominic might have been talked out of. Yeah, that's. It, it just sounds like a movie that it's going to be a lot, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, it sure does. Um. So uh, yeah, uh, so Andrew Dominic, uh, this is uh, by far the best of his movies that I've seen. I hadn't seen um, Blonde because mainly because the, Blonde was a fucking terrible. Mainly Blonde because your, a, your yeah, review Blonde wasn't was too a, good. Uh, it was a travesty. Um, uh, so he, uh, oh, Killing Them Softly um, he, with Brad Pitt. Uh, that's also kind of a uh, kind of an overblown uh, genre movie. I thought there was something else in his uh, another film of note in his, but I can't. I can't remember. Let's see here. Uh, I think that's it. No, that's that's it. You're right. Did a oh, he directed two episodes of Mindhunter, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, okay. Of, so. Yeah, Mindhunter's a good show. Uh, that's what I was thinking of, I think. Okay. So, well. Yeah, I think I, I would put this on, on the list of uh, certainly this year, um, one of the best movies that we've seen in this, one of the best movies I've seen um, in terms of this podcast this year. And generally. Well, it's, it's, it's far, I mean, as far as like on the list of, Movies the randomizer has has, <laughs> has discovered it's it's definitely top third, <laughs> even though I didn't care for it that much. Don't anger the randomizer. <laughs> um, I mean, I should be quiet, but the randomizer. Yeah, you know, gonna... uh, recently uh, with, with with Oppenheimer, I, I 
was saying, you know, 20 years ago, a movie like this, you know, would have been sent back in the editing bay and they would have come out and you know, said, find the story and we would have come out with a shorter movie. Maybe I was wrong because Andrew Dominic was nobody back in 2007. Um, and he managed to pull, get away with a movie that's uh, uh, a very, very good movie inside of a very bloated, pretentious movie. Somebody must have realized that this was going to have limited commercial appeal in some way. Well, I mean, they read the title. <laughs> I mean, very seriously, how do you, you – you're not going to promote them. I mean, you know, there's really there's names in here who, who weren't quite the names they are now back then, like your Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. His was, career had launched, but yeah. it, it was – Well, no, this was before uh, Hurt Locker, so he was – Yeah, but he, he was in, you know, what, Affleck's film, right? Uh, the Town, and, and he was in yeah. the movies that – Yeah, but um, – yeah, yeah, people he, don't know he, who Jeremy He's certainly Renner not what he was, yeah, is right. now. And, and um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, same way, and, and certainly Zoe Deschanel, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a uh, cast. All right, well, uh, let's look to the future and find out what uh, randomly comes next for us. Shall we do that? I can't wait. Oh, I guess it's now. Now it's time for something completely different. Okay. The uh, Odd Couple from 1968. That's a different type of oh, film for the yes. Totally different era. Hmm. Huh. Oh, I'm excited, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Check well, that uh, out. I've seen that. A, I saw that a long time ago. When I, I, have, I have not seen a minute of it, actually. I mean, I, I've okay. seen the TV show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, join us next time as we review The Odd Couple. And once again, thanks for listening. Bye for now.